You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the founder of Scottish Football Forums and I'm joined today by Greg and Laurie. Hello guys. Hello. Evening. All right. Well, we've no Chris again. He's he's pulled another sickie. He's a, he's away off on his travels to Lisbon to see Celtic get beat in the Champions League. Okay, for some. So, uh, so he's not here, and he was travelling. So he's not even done an SPL roundup for us, Laurie. So you're the man. I have to take it away, and I won't be wanting. To... Lucky isn't he here actually, because he'd probably go on about a certain time that they've went to Lisbon before, and you know they like to go on about that. Uh, it's just like you in the Scottish Cup. Uh, that was last year. That's the, the, sorry. That this year. So last season. This year. It's recent. Yeah. It's in the sixties. Um, so yeah. Anyway, well, on Friday night in the SPL, it was the the Sheridan show at Tanadice, and uh, I don't mean Tommy, uh, but nevertheless, Killian uh, did get Kilmarnock swinging, as uh, plenty of people managed to score. Um, <laughs> it'll certainly be a tape that uh, most would have no complaints watching again. As a six-goal thriller ended three apiece uh, after a breathtaking climax. Um, <laughs> You're wasted in this. You're wasted in this guy. You should get something else, man. He's stuck don't right in those scripts he does for his special films. Uh, yeah, nobody listens to this. Just just doing something that somebody listens to. I'd started well. Wasted. It goes downhill, as you can tell. I don't have ideas anyway. Uh, Saturday started with an early kick off at Pataudry where an optimistic Aberdeen side took on champion Celtic. Uh, Craig Brown showed his age with a traditional bonnet. Oh, I loved that. But it was uh, hats off to Celtic as they ended up uh, running out 2-0 winners with ex-Aberdeen player Charlie Mulgrew capping off the win with a well-taken goal. Um, later that afternoon, and a galvanised heart support uh, witnessed their side edge past St Mirren. The fans uh, currently have their fingers crossed that the club survived the current financial problems. And they were given a dose of lady luck as Danny Granger scored the only goal of the game, courtesy of a massive deflection. Uh, luck was also shining upon Ross County as they managed to nick a point away to St Johnston uh, with Liam Craig's own goal, cancelling out Dave Mackay's opener in Perth. Maybe Craig was distracted by that sound. What sound, you say? That loud bang from just along the road as uh, Hibernian's bubble well and truly burst <laughs> Basement Club Dundee swept in a three-goal lead within an hour before former striker Lee Griffiths pulled one back for the visitors to make the score a wee bit more respectable. Uh, finally on Sunday, and a five-star display from Greg's Motherwell. Come on, Motherwell! Steelmen had a Highland fling as they danced their way around a sorry Inverness side. Richie Foran did score one goal for the hosts, but the jig was up as well banged in five of their own, waltzing back down the road with all three points. See, I, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it, Laurie. I liked, I liked how many puns you managed to get in there. Well, and then I ran out of ideas, but when I got to the last one, I thought I should kind of... I, I thought I'd lifted it a bit again. But the, the Sheridan one just wasn't going to get outdone, so I, it was... Hard. See, I, I almost gave you a round of applause, but then I'd wake up the kids, so I thought, nah. <laughs> And the Sheridan one's either very funny or people will think, what is he talking about? 
I think that's the latter. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a shame you couldn't issue on Billy Davis into it somewhere, allegedly. <laughs> I, well, there was, I was, I almost put in some slightly dirtier ones, especially when you know there was balls flying about in the box and stuff. Game and but <laughs> all them films has just warped your mind. That's the problem. Uh, right. So what about Paul Brun as Bunnett? It was brilliant. I liked like a brown paper bag that he'd fashioned into some sort of some sort of a headgear. I think he's finally lost it. It must be Alzheimer's taking hold now. He's See, fucked, he's fucked his lid. Pat Nevin's talking about him wearing sunglasses. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, a good pair of Ray Bans on him. He's oh, he's quite cool and like, all right, okay. You know, you've got. I mean, John McGlynn has those dark glasses looks, and it. You know, an old an old guy on the touchline with the dark glasses on. I I think the bonnet's a better look. At least then you just look like a bit of a dittery old man. The dark glasses just look a bit creepier, I think. Levine had the, the glasses as well, didn't he? Aye. He he was virgin on it as well. He, I think when you've got a bit of hair, it's maybe not quite as bad, but aye. It's, it's, it was practical. I mean, it was more to do with the sun, but I, it's, it's a difficult one. I mean, what, what, do you, what do you wear? You wear a cap and you're an old man with a cap on. Just It's, it's a tricky one. Levine used to wear the, the cap with the sponsors on it, didn't he? When he was at United. I think you've just... Oh, he loved that. He sold his soul, definitely. You've just... Terry, Terry Butcher used to wear a cap, still does, I think. Still wears a skip cap now and again. He's, oh, I've seen him, he's young enough to kind of off, I think. And he's not... When you're Craig Brown's age, I think you've just got to shield it. Shield it with your yeah. hand. It's your... <laughs> <laughs> I oh, hope I he's... Uh, hope he's started a trend for it and keeps it going the rest of the season. Different, different headgear every match. He needs to get colour involved because it was a bit too plain. Cap, uh, used to, he used to like the... Uh, the really old-fashioned one, you know. He used to wear it all the time. That's right, yeah. Maybe Brown will turn up in a fez next week. <laughs> <laughs> he just needs a blanket over him as well. Although you often <laughs> see that on the bed, even in um, games in Europe, you see with the, you know, with their tartan blanket on them. Oh, they always make reference to it, didn't they? Nah, like they, they mentioned it during the Luxembourg game as well. It's just, it's they had just the style, isn't tartan it? rug. Or, or lack of style. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to mention the the Luxembourg game because obviously it took place during the week but but I kind of feel bad about saying this but I just couldn't get myself enthused about it at all I just I was I didn't really watch it and I I, I I feel bad about saying that but I put it on for about five minutes and it was as if it was a game at a public park there was no atmosphere at all the stadium was a farce I, I just don't understand why we're playing Luxembourg and I just ended up getting a wee bit annoyed and I turned it off. Lucky it was Luxembourg. We <laughs> only just managed to hold on. It was, I kind of like the idea of the experimenting and not really caring about the results so much, but as soon as Luxembourg scored that goal, which in all fairness was an absolute cracker, it kind of turned into, right, no more subs, let's just, well, until later on, let's just grind out the win. And it was like, what happened to experimenting and kind of... You know, being quite open, it was like we were holding on for three points for the second half in the end, and obviously there wasn't any points at stake. I mean, what do you expect? Well, FIFA points. Aye, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, at least a couple of players. I was, you know, obviously, I don't like to see Lee Griffiths score too much, but I'm disappointed he didn't get on a bit more. Kind of, yeah, definitely. Right definitely. Sort of one shot blocked as a bit. It was, it was a point in that. That's the one that, that disappointed me a bit. Sorry, Gongri. Did, did Kenny Miller start? He did, I <laughs> see that that baffles me. I mean, what, I mean, everybody knows what Kenny Miller can do. Why not even take him in a squad like that? Taking these other French players, take them and play them. It's yeah, nonsense. I agree. Yeah, I was that one especially was bizarre because it's no, as you say, I, I, I do think Kenny Miller does. I think he's maybe 
he's kind of become the target for a lot of abuse when things go wrong, and I, from me as well. And I, I think Kenny Miller has did his part for Scotland for a long time, but it's getting to the stage. You know, you're you're playing a friendly against a low-ranked team, and he's starting up front. What is the point? I mean, at least I was good. That, I was pleased that Shinny got a start. I think he deserved that, and it was good to see him in there and Rhodes getting a couple of goals. But what was what was the point in Miller being up there? Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't want anything again, but I, could, I suppose it could have been worse. And I, I as I think uh, a lot of people are suggesting, I'm sure Craig Levine managed to sneak in there and give that halftime team talk. Was <laughs> 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 throwing his hair out with this two two up there, <laughs> throwing caution to the wind. It must be difficult to take over the the team in such a short space of time and really have to learn the the players so quickly. Like maybe that's why he played Miller. Maybe just he wanted to keep the team. Do you think so? I think think you could probably pick somebody for the pub and say, right, you're playing Luxembourg tomorrow. Go and pick a squad of fifteen players, and they could probably do it in about twenty minutes. I don't buy it. I don't think it's that difficult. Someone who's part of the Scotland setup as well. You know, he's the under twenty one manager. I mean, he's obviously he's not going to. Be with what he's going to be with his own team all the time, but you're, you're mm-hmm. telling me that Billy Stark doesn't follow all the Scottish players because he'll be going and watching games himself. He's going to he he'll have a good idea, just like well better than us three will have. And I I think I could have picked a reasonable squad out of that. Aye, um, I, I think I think we could all pick a squad, but could we get them to play together? I don't know. It's just I, it, was, I, it wasn't long for him to prepare. I like the I like the Stark out banner. That was quite funny. Oh yeah, yeah, I did like that. Aye. That was a good laugh. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, my opinion of Stark hasn't changed either way. I mean, you know, what's he gonna do? He's gonna pick a team and they won. You can't really ask much more. But it's like you pick Lee Griffiths and you've got Kenny Miller in there. You got one striker who's, you know, he's coming to the end of it. If a few more games, surely, and that's it, him done. And you've got one striker who's been phenomenal this season, who's not been capped yet. And what do you do? You play Kenny Miller for most of the game, and you give Griffiths a couple of minutes at the end. I mean, what's yeah. Did you hear about Griffiths? They're saying uh, Wolves are wanting him back in January because they want to sell him because his contract's up in the summer, so they want to see if they can get some money for him. I understand it. I mean, they paid so, fifty grand, so I expect they'd at least want to get that back. I mean, I I could see him going for a reasonable amount. I mean, you're you're an English you're an English side, Championship side, or even look at you know a Celtic or something. I mean, he scores for fun in the SPL and this season. Yeah, but he's been up and down. Well, I mean, you look at like I think he's still double figures for a team who almost got relegated. I mean, yeah, it's definitely worth the risk at the the money that I assume he'd be going for. He's not, is he? Twenty two, is that right? He's not old anyway. I mean, I I think you could probably get him for certainly under five hundred thousand. And you know, I I don't know what Hibs would pay for him, but you look. Do you think they would stretch to buy him? It depends what the price was. I I I think they would pay a couple hundred thousand. I mean, it was wasn't wasn't it available for one hundred and fifty thousand at the end of last season, or is that was it? I'm not, I'm not sure where that came from. I'm sure I read that somewhere. It was it was made available to Hibs for a fee of whatever, and they, and we, they must have turned it down. That, um, did they not pay a hundred for McPake? Hundred thousand? It was around about that figure. It was the figure I heard was really pretty low considering I mean, what he'd done for him last season. I think I, I don't I don't think Wolves will look, I think they'll be looking for a lot more than that now when you consider Yeah, definitely. Being interna- he's got an international cap. The form Well he has only got six months contract. I know. So that'll come into it. But then it it depends how you look at it. I mean Hart's got I mean last season when we were we didn't we didn't have our wages paid and like Egger Johnson went for over two hundred in the end, wasn't it? And that was someone who had six months left and we were 
obviously struggling and Wolves, yeah. <laughs> Wolves bizarrely played for them. I would, I would imagine uh, Griffiths' agent will have been touting a DVD of his goals this season around just about anyone from the Championship. You'd need to cut the celebrations. Chop so. upwards. I need to chop them out. But <laughs> to string together some of the goals, he's, he's stuck away this season. I think he'll. I don't think have any trouble finding a decent move. You imagine you're a Championship team, and you know the the money that that goes about even at that level. Um, and you look, you, you know, strikers are always you know premium because goals win games, win points, and you know push you up the league. I mean, if they look at that, him available for, because he'd obviously get a bigger wage even in the Championship and. You look at, I would even say five hundred thousand would be a steal if I, if I was an English team and you look at that, you know, a, a twenty-two year old, I, I could see him going somewhere else. Obviously, I hope it doesn't end up at Hibs, but from their point of view, if they could get him for even two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand, I mean, you know, they do they like to be very open about you know how much money they put aside and how much better they run themselves financially. So I mean, occasionally yeah. maybe have to do that. It must have cost a fair bit trying to keep him on loan for this amount of time. Unless Wolves were just doing it for free, but I, I, I would think not. I think they would just be paying the wages. Do you think so? I won't. Or a portion of the wages, maybe not the full thing, but they'd be paying some of it. They'll be paying, it'll just be wages. At most, they'll be paying all the wages, but nothing more than that. I don't. Th- I can't imagine. Yeah, it's a weird one as well, because as much as like you Hibs are doing really well, so... I'd quite like to see him leaving Habs, but the same token as well, I'd quite like to see him staying in the SPL because he's one of the better players. He's one of the guys, if you turn up to watch, you know, Habs Motherwell, he's a standout player. And it's a bit of a shame if we start losing guys like that from the league. I think the quality drops a wee bit as well. So it's kind of double-edged sword, really. I'll get over yeah. it. Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen in the Dundee game, he was just one of the few Hibs players that were really performing. But that's, I mean, that's, yeah. that's the difference. I think when you've got when you've got a player who can score goals, I mean, it's like it's like Hearts just now. I, I still don't think we're that bad a team. And I mean, we'll we'll move on to the weekend's football since we're talking about it. But for instance, with the Hearts game, you're saying we're playing a St Mirren side who I don't. I think it's see St Mirren without Paul McGowan are a completely different team. They were just they just offered nothing basically. It was basically a whole game of them sitting in and letting us have possession and try to soak up, play for nil nil, maybe hit on the break. But because we don't have anyone like that up top, it's it's really difficult to watch. Whereas you could be playing the other way around. You could be playing really poorly in a game. And as long as you have that player in there. You know, when we had Scatchel, it was like that. As long as you had him there, you could pick the ball up within 30 yards of goal and you can score. And I think that's why goal scorers are always, you know, go for so much more money and are always higher valued than any other player on the park. Because it doesn't matter how a team's performing. If you've got somebody to score goals, you, you can win games without having to put in your best. So, yeah, I think the Dundee game, obviously his goal is a bit of luck, but he, he does hit them well from range anyway. So he will occasionally get that little nick to pull him in. But I think a few Hibs fans weren't too happy about a couple of decisions. Uh, Colin Nish certainly went down not like you'd expect someone who's, what, is he 6'4", 5", 6'? Oh, he was, he was quite good at it, though. I thought I thought he'd done quite well at uh, winning the penalty. He did quite you're well right, the, the way he it. fell, <laughs> falling over, pretending it was a sore one. Yeah. You can tell by the look of his face as well when he gets up. He had that sort of wee shrug of the shoulders as if what me. So I look at him, see his eyes. He's obviously at it. Fair play though. I mean, it's, I know. It seemed like did you see the the replay of the the goal that went over the line? 
how the, the BBC just didn't really have the angles for uh, it. <laughs> he showed it from the halfway line, thinking <laughs> it's probably the worst angle you could have showed it from. It's always like that with the SPL game, isn't it? Because a lot of them only have one camera, and it's, it's if it's not on ESPN or Sky, then that's the only angle you're going to get. There's probably been loads more controversial decisions than even in England stuff, but we just this this is no this is no the the, the, the kit there to cover it. Who gave that goal? Because the referee seemed to take it a long time thinking about it. I think he was almost swayed by the fact that someone, I can't mind if it was one of the players or the keeper actually ruffles the net. Not right. to do with the ball, but I don't know if you see that. I, I can't, someone kicks in the net. I can't remember if it's a defender throwing himself in there or it's the keeper. But it always makes it look a bit more convincing if the net has been ruffled, you know, if someone's that far back in the goal. But it was hard to tell. It looked over the line, but it's hard to tell. I, from the looks of the game, Dundee deserved a win. I mean, they seemed to create a few chances. I mean, I bet they wish they could play the Edinburgh teams every week because it's the only ones they can beat. I don't know what's happening with Dundee because you could you could put them down as a banker to lose, but then they've been on a decent run. Well, that's, um, Such a strange table this, this season. Well, you just can't really judge it. Obviously, I'd been saying before and here that I couldn't separate the league bar, Celtic at the top and Dundee at the bottom. You know, take your pick at other ten, but I think it's now changed to Celtic at top and take your pick at other eleven. Yeah, I mean, well, St Mirren have went on a six-game losing streak. That's just embarrassing. And then Dundee are on the up. Yeah, even even Aberdeen on Saturday who had been looking pretty good up until the weekend looked pretty ordinary against Celtic. I thought I don't think they offered much in the way of threat. That's you know, it's, it's the thing is, it's like you think you know everyone in everyone's mind. You know, Aberdeen having a really good season, St Johnston having a really good season. Hearts, United, poor seasons. But you look at the table, and it's only three, four points between those those two sets. There's two games between the you know Hearts and United overtaking Aberdeen and St Johnston, and it's it's that tight in there. And obviously, you mentioned St Mirren. So as I was saying about the Hearts game, I I think St Mirren need Palmer. I I think they could, if anyone could, maybe drop below Dundee and get relegated. It's a St Mirren without Paul McGowan because they just offer nothing. And they they seemed quite content to take nil nil against us. It was just, it obviously took a bit. It was either going to take an absolute screamer or it was going to take a bit of luck, and it was somewhere in between. <laughs> but yeah, without Paul McGowan, St Mirren just look nothing. They just behind the ball, let the other team have it. And because last season, I was used to seeing a St Mirren team who liked to pass it around a bit, you know, liked possession, played some nice football. But without him, it's just night and day, really. So big win for Hearts, good crowd, but yeah, certainly wasn't the most entertaining game. Uh, it was a good a good reaction from the fans really after the financial situation, and it was good to hear that they they've got a, a wee bit of an extension on the, the tax bill. Don't know exactly how long it is, but yeah, well, at least they... two instalments. I think the first one was it, this. It, it's due now by the third next month. But to be honest, I mean, it was the fans raised over a quarter of a million within like a week, um, made half a million from the shares. Uh, I mean, it's a million game if you think. You know, it was a sellout home end anyway. Sellout, you know, an extra four thousand, four or five thousand fans in there. Even that, you know, you're looking at you know best part of a hundred thousand pound and that. So I mean, I think that tax bill, I, I, I'd be I'd be stunned if that isn't now covered because there's more there's more fundraising going on at the moment. But yeah, but according yeah. according to Romanov, there's you know, there's no there's no a problem anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> I he shouted at a reporter. What you doing here, degenerate? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hearts don't have any financial problems for eight years already. Only, only journalists spread false stories about that. Tell me the name of at least one football player who didn't get his salary. No, but they've all <laughs> they've heard, so I don't know. 
I don't know what goes on in his mind. I mean, uh, if it wasn't for, I did, I did say though it's quite interesting because uh, so uh, there was a, a a lot of ripping going uh, aimed at um, Charles Green, and I just said to someone, it's like imagine if he was Russian or Lithuanian, because <laughs> comes out with some nonsense as well. I think he's, I think he's the the um, domestic version. Yeah, oh, he's good. I like how he comes out with uh, a fact. And then it's almost like instantly, uh, within half an hour, somebody's coming out disproving it. <laughs> well, I mean, Manchester United, oh, aye, they, they, aye, they could see Rangers in the, the Premier League and they come out pretty much straight away. Bam. I thought, nope. I thought, tw- I thought Twitter was going to get into meltdown for the half hour that, that um, followed that particular announcement because everybody, everybody was getting on that one. It's just a nonsense. That's, it's just, I, I don't understand. But you come, it's like he... It reminds me of Vladimir. Like sometimes you read an article and he's talking about something. And you're like, why are you talking about that? Are you just try. It's like you're just attention seeking. Who cares? Why? It's like he caught. It's like you know, Rangers just getting on with it. You think the fans, you know, getting on with the third division, getting the points on the board. You know, hopefully moving up the league. And then he's. It's like he can't leave. Let let things drop. Is it? He's just constantly bringing them up. And I think at first it sort of galvanised the Rangers fans. You know, yes, we like that. It's against them. But most of the now are just getting tired of it. It's just like, oh, shut up. I, I, I think uh, after the events at the summer, a lot of Rangers fans are a wee bit more savvy in terms of believing what comes out um, from the officials at their club because I think a lot of them felt a wee bit hoodwinked given the financial um, state of affairs at the summer and what's been going down the last 10 years. So I think more and more of them now are, are scrutinising what they've been told by guys like you know Craig White and, and Charles Green and all these boys. So I, I think the days of been able to come out and shout a couple of things and the fans behind you are long gone. I think people are saying, well, hold on a minute, prove to me how that's going to work. And I think that's where they might come unstuck a wee bit. I just enjoy it for what it is, the the pantomime, really. Especially with the shares now. You, you just know that everything he says is just going to be waffle. Just propaganda to, to get people involved, to get people to stump up their money. I'm sure I read that you could double your money. It's like a sure thing. Sounds very good to me. <laughs> Every time someone says double your money, it's a sure thing. You start going, oh, hold on a second. So, uh, Maybe they look at a place down the barras, doing one of the auctions for TVs that don't exist. So what about Motherwell? Back to the football Motherwell Sunday. That's, what about? Uh, what happened there? That's us getting back to really what we deserve, to be honest, because I think I said the last, last week when I was on, we've, we've, we've been playing well. We played well against Dundee United and... Um, come away with nothing and, and we played reasonably well against Dundee as well but we just we did the same on Sunday as we've been doing in other games we came out the gates quickly we came out flying and got um, and got the got a couple of goals pretty early which I think I think is what we have to do we have to take the lead we have to get the confidence up and if we do that then the points fall the trouble is when we go behind or when we put pressure and we don't score and we go behind that's that's when we struggle a wee bit but five goals five different scorers Lots of uh, lots of good performances. I, thought, I uh, loved Higdon's header. I loved how casual it was. It was almost brilliant. as if he didn't even jump. Absolutely just, brilliant. Just let it off his big nut. Aye. <laughs> and then the one at the end, uh, daily when he was shot. Who was the guy that was, when they, they showed you the replay on the BBC, who was the guy that seemed to be running towards the halfway line? He wasn't even interested in the game. Uh, it might have been Murphy. I Is think he, it was Murphy. Because he's... He was just running the wrong way, wasn't he, watching the game? It's like a decoy, though. It's just <laughs> the, so, the, so the keeper took his eye off Omar Daly. Yeah, I mean, with Daly scoring, he's not scored in, in months. 
Well, Yama's not scored all season. Ah, it was April yeah, or something, wasn't it? It said. Ah, it's St. John- St. Johnson, I think, is the last time he scored for me. They gave St. Johnson a do at the end of last season. Aye. No, it's been a while, but he's been playing well the last couple of games too. He's really, he looks as though he's upped his work rate and he's, he's, he's um, trying to leg a wee bit. So it was good to see him get, get a goal, although it was a pretty uh, a pretty scrappy one, as was Daly's. Keeper should really be saving both of those, but good three points in the road again. That's us battered nine past Inverness this season, so hopefully more to come at the weekend. <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> Can we go back to the Killy game and specifically the free kick? You see, it was a Sheridan's free kick when Kelly set up the, the wall to block the keeper's view. Did you see that? I didn't see it. No, I missed I missed the start of the highlights. I think I well, missed it. So basically what they did was they built up a wall that was well offside, right? but they moved it slightly to the side of the, the real wall and just basically to block the, the keeper's view. And then as Sheridan runs up to take the kick, they all move forward in unison to move into an onside position so the keeper's no idea what's happening you can't see the run up to the kick and it just I guess it just puts him off as well because he's thinking these guys are offside I don't they're th- going to get flagged I don't think he was saving that anyway oh, it was a, it was a, a beauty a kick, the, I, the, this fake wall's nothing really without the free kick so I don't want to take anything away for that but I like the planning I like how Kenny Shields is kind of thinking outside the box because I've seen the, the odd player go and stand in a ridiculously offside position just to try and distract the keeper, but I've never seen anyone other than Kelly do this. Do you remember what wall. Bolton did? <laughs> when they would, I'm sure it was, was it not Bolton or was it Everton against Bolton? It might have been Everton against them. It might have been Stubbs actually. And they actually literally got him to, to shove the wall, to barge the wall back and out, out the way. No. I'm pretty sure that, that. I might be wrong. I'm sure I remember it was. Everton ring a bell or Bolton against Everton or something like that and they're actually just like get one my you know someone at the edge of the wall basically barging into them pushing them pushing them pushing them away until the gap opens up and then just drilling it in through the gap it's a bit more um, a bit more basic maybe than creating a whole different yeah, wall there's, there's not <laughs> enough of that there's not enough of that in football teams should be working in, in these I think it's generally make much more than the axe when's the last time you saw something different at a free kick or something different at a corner it's the same old bollocks oh, the, the hard song was brilliant you know well, what was that roll it, to, roll it to Granger and then boot it off to the <laughs> defender and chip the keeper it was Go for a, rick, a ricochet <laughs> it was all pre-planned eh? I don't know if you've seen this during the week this is a wee bit off on a tangent here but on the STV site there was a, a video of a I don't know what level of football it was, but it was at a public park, I think. Rangers. And somebody, somebody had hit, no, no. We'll move on to Rangers next, but uh, somebody had hit a shot. The keeper had come out, and not quite out of his box, but then somebody had hit a shot, and the, there was a there was a guy warming up, and he ended up going in goals and saving it. They titled it he was a reserve oh, keeper, I but I don't know. That. Is that when so that? he saved it, then and stop the goal-scoring opportunity. So the ref's like, what did I do? The ref ended up giving an indirect free kick in the box. You know, sent off the, he sent off the um, the, set, the sub-keeper, though, did he not? I don't know. I don't know, but I, it's like, that's worth it. That's worth it in the dying Definitely. minutes. You're just going to get an indirect free kick, which they actually didn't score because, well, everyone piles on the line. and Well, you can't, give, you can't, give, a, you can't give a goal, though, if it's not... I don't think it's possible to give a goal, even though someone's blatantly ran on the park. You know, it, it's 
you can't give a goal because the ball. I don't think it's possible to just give a goal without the ball actually hitting the back of the net. If you, yeah, I don't think it would be possible for him to do that. So we'd had to give an infringement of some sort. But I mean, <clears throat> it's one of those. It, it would have counted as outside interference or something, wouldn't it? It was like remember, but it's like the the other way around of the um, beach ball when Sunderland Liverpool, Sunderland Liverpool when they remember when the ball yeah. beach ball came on for the Liverpool fans as well, and it deflected in. And actually, with the rules, the referee should have disallowed it because it would you know it should have. Yeah. But I suppose it's one of those things, you know. How often does something like that happen? Aye, and the the referee class, which I assume they have. They, he's sitting in there, they're talking about beach balls, and the guy's like, when's this ever going to happen? And starts doodling away and just ignores what they tell him. I saw a, I saw a substitute get booked yesterday in a game um, for coming on too quickly. <laughs> he came on before, the ref the ref came over and booked him, made him go off the park and book him, and then got, got him to come on. So I actually got a yellow before he was on. Yeah, you're not allowed to enter the pitch. Even if you go off injured, and you just come back on the pitch, you can get booked. You need to get waved on by the ref. Bit harsh. So you want to talk about Rangers then? I don't. Unless there's any, as any anything else in the SPL you want to cover? No, not not really. Rangers had a spectacular uh, victory. Can you tell us about the SFL, do you? Ah, uh, well, I didn't want to really go on too much about the SFL because I know it bores a few people, uh, despite me trying to big it up a wee bit. But you just read out the scores. It does. Anyone can check that. <laughs> <laughs> chuck some puns in there. I know <laughs> I'm rubbish. I'm rubbish for puns. But I okay. I'll, I'll point out what what stood out for me, and it was in the second division. Laura, you mentioned goals, and there's averaging over three goals. And that there was a three nil, a two two, a three two, a two one, a three two. Right, we're going to have to get this over two and a half goals market for the charity bet. We're going to have to look into that because it's just it's staring us right in the face every week. And I'll, I'll talk about how badly we did in the charity bet soon. So, I, so in the second division, Queen of the South are running away with it. Six points clear from Aloha with a game in hand. I think that's where the smart money is going to go. And they managed to do all right for the charity bet. Was First division, Partick slipped up. And Dunfermline now levelling points. Although Partick are still on top with goal difference. And the third division, Rangers hammered. Hammered Easterland. It's not, it's not an easy place to go. Playing against Easterland, they managed to win 6-2, and Jig scored two goals, right? So I was looking up on the BBC about how many goals he scored, because I knew he scored a lot. So he's made 20 appearances in total this season, and he scored 19. But what I liked, and it's, oh, it made me all, I was welling up. I was getting a bit teary-eyed, a bit nostalgic, because it actually has included European games in his tally. Although it's European slash others, but it says he's played three times. I remember the time when Rangers used to play in Europe. Back in the day. Black. Back in back when I was a lad. Archie McPherson commentating, black and white. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume that that's the Challenge Cup then. I, I, because they've got the League, they've got the FA Cup, they've got the League Cup, and then this European slash others. So it must be a challenge, the Ramsden's Cup. Don't know. So I, that's it, I didn't want to go on too much. Good. About the, the SFL. <laughs> So I'll, we'll move on and we'll, well, we'll discuss the charity bet because it's kind of a bit natural there. I mentioned that Partick got beat on Friday night and I messed up with the charity bet because I forgot that they were playing on Friday night. Greg tried to confuse me by picking a game on the Friday night knowing that I always leave it to the last minute to tell McBookie what games we've got. So then we were panicking Friday night, what were we going to do? And we ended up getting a double on the remaining games, which was Hibs 
and Queen of the South, and then Hibs go and get humped. Well, I said, I said last week, I was, I was trying to get you to just put it on a heart single, but no. Well, oh, you were wanting ah, hearts minus, minus, two. minus two. Well, that was the joke. That was when I was starting to be sarcastic. I did say last week's podcast, you're picking, you're betting against Dundee, and they've screwed us the last two times we picked them. Just, the thing's just a shambles, though, because there was a game on Friday, right? We we got off the hook on Friday by forgetting to put the bet on. I said just void. So Can Mc... we not just get a £10 void bet? Exactly. Charity? <laughs> McBookie are obviously wise to say, I on you go, you can still have a double for the Saturday. And we can't even get that up. That was my best. That was my best pick <laughs> all season. Can we void the bet and just take the 10 <laughs> I think I think that's what we're going to have to start doing. All joking aside, because the track record here is appalling. We just need to go for an even money certainty every single week <laughs> coming from the guy who just said <laughs> anyone who says double their money sure thing <laughs> <laughs> I tried that with Rangers uh, no, I went on when I was getting like one to 16 or something silly right so what I was thinking this week why don't we pick pick a game each Scottish games man they're a nightmare hey, do you want to pick a game each or do you want to just go for one or two games can we not get can we not get somebody else to pick it because we we are absolutely hopeless. Well, we got Paul Band to pick it. He was rubbish oh, too. He's just as bad. Well, that's why we stopped getting him to pick it. Was because we kept losing. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it? Greenick Morton. Morton are going to win, surely. Home at Cowan Beath. Oh, Cowan Beath are all right. Right, well, <laughs> is that your pick? Right, okay. Well, do you want me to, like, like, let's see. Morton at the moment at home. Last five home games, they've won four out of the five. They got beat by Hamilton, but they won the other four out of five. Cowan Beath haven't won in the last three away. Got beat 3-0 by Dunfermline, Drew Livingston, got beat by Park. Four, All right, right, four, that, that can be your pick. I'm, oh, I'm just having a wee quick look, you know, it's it's early in the week. You know, it's getting me to pick bets on a, a Monday evening. Right, well, I'm going to go for Queen of the South then. Oh, wait, for her. Oh, no, 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 I'm choosing Saturday. So. Oh, sorry, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, that's uh, midweek, isn't it? I forgot about that. Yeah, aye. So, we've got Martin, we've got Queen of the South. 4-9 at home to air. Aye. See, that's the kind of odds we should be going for. Well, that not the odds we do go for? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for, uh, I'll take Queen's Park at home to Stirling. Friday night, so remember and get it on early. Friday night? Mm-hmm. That's that's going to be tricky for me to remember. <laughs> that treble would be £10, would return £35.67. Right, well, I think we should go for that because I think we're just... Yeah, we're, re- we're, we're reaching too far. We're trying to overstretch ourselves here and we're not even getting... Right. A single bean pack. Right, that's what we're going to go for then. Right, so we'll go Morton, Queen of South and Queen's Park. Surely. Right, and if this doesn't come up, then we're getting somebody else to do it. Yeah. Oh, we should not bet on the Scottish games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that is actually... Nah, I mean, it's, it's, it depends. Personally, I, I don't pick many Scottish games, if any at all, because like SP, SPLs is a nightmare. Even yeah. Celtic's odds are always terrible and everything else is like, you know... So, oh, it's just ball. too random. I or next week, what we need to do is look at this over two and a half goals. I think over two and a half, especially in the second and third division, there's so many yeah. goals in it. You can always look at that market. That's always quite a, a decent market. Yeah, right. That's what we'll do. We'll have a think about that for next week. That's if we lose. Right. So you want to move on, and we'll do the SPL predictions. Could do. I was going to look at Twitter, but it depends how long we got. Oh, I well, you could go into Twitter because I like to hear what David Priest is up to. Ah, uh, no, you, you moaned about him, so I've not got any David Priest. <laughs> I'm still following him, I don't know why. Ex Aberdeen goalie, you love it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> anyway, well, I've got a couple, so here we go. Tweety Eye. I am 
I'm a little tiny bird. My name is Tweety Pie. I live inside my bird cage, a hanging way up high. Right, okay, so just a couple looking over the last couple of days. Um, well, I've got a couple for Greg here. A couple of reactions. Mm-hmm. The reaction is Sunday. Andrew Shinney, very uh, sportingly saying, got the result today and losing on beat and run, but looking forward to bouncing back next week. Credit to Motherwell. Good side. Even put an exclamation mark at the end. Why? Good side. You should have had my my tweet on last night when I was watching oh, the highlights. You know, get that one. <laughs> <laughs> what was I that? Thought, I had a few cans. <laughs> I, do you want me to find it? Oh, if I, if I can say it. It was, it was very complimentary to the, the people of Inverness and the Highland area in general. I didn't understand all of it, but um, let's see. He started with, where is it? ICT pumped by the well again. Stick to whiskey, shortbread, bagpipes, and incest, you backward bumpkins. <laughs> I like how it's still, I could still actually read it because the worst it gets is bumpkins, and that's all. The grammar's uh, first class, and there's no way. Uh, any more Scott Severin tonight, and I'm going to open. Oh, did, did you watch that last night? Did you watch the highlights? And... Oh, aye. He, oh. He, he kept it simple, though, Greg. Deary me. Did you see, when I read that, I thought it's got seven. I was trying to think of what sort of rhyming slang that must have been for something. I didn't understand it at all because I, I watched them on the website. I was like, if he has any more Scott Severin tonight, what, what rhymes with Scott Severin? <laughs> Sleverin, that's what other rhymes with Scott Severin. That's what he was doing last night. Well, actually, on the topic of Scott Severin and Twitter, um, Grant Gallagher, um, I've got him on my list, so he's obviously a player for a Scottish team, <laughs> said that would that would have been some appointment if Dumbarton did get Scott Severin as manager. That would be some appointment. Is it Was that handed about, was it? I'd never heard anything. Yeah, seemingly he was interviewed for it, so they were trying to, they were trying to discuss that last night. He'd been interviewed for it, but... Severin isn't no, the most... Yeah, no uh, joy. I, I don't know how they pick... Who to go on sometimes because you know, as footballers go as well, you're always going to get a few footballers who've not got much between there apart from a bit of salt. I mean, that's, that's the thing as well. I know, I know you to give up the game because of an injury, but I didn't even realize it was a brain injury. <laughs> <laughs> what I liked was I liked how when things they opened the show and they they said uh, so they showed the, the clubs he's played for and actually just had to remind him, aye. <laughs> You played for the four teams, aye. <laughs> it's like, even like Kelly and Sheridan came on with his big spectacular Christmas jumper, but he was, that was boring the way he spoke. It's like, we're in a big jumper. It made it even worse that he was dull as ditch water when he was talking. It's like, and then you had Paolo Sergio on and you couldn't shut him up, you know? He was dictating the show. Need to get him back. I, I don't think they audition. That's it. They just see they, who's available. They, should, That's they, they shouldn't just give, they shouldn't just go, right, who's available? get them on, you know, any player, it's just, it's so cringeworthy, and it's, it's, it's awful to watch when, you know, they're really struggling to have any opinion on stuff, and but it's not their, remember, their footballers, uh, you know, they're, it's, I don't know, it just, remember STV when they'd done the, the Champions League, and they had uh, Joe Jordan, oh, Joe Jordan, <laughs> but who's, who's the other guy, Joe Jordan, and there was somebody else who was sitting there sweating, oh, was it, no, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Sutton, it was, Aye, oh, he was sitting. That was terrible. The only at least, thing that at cheered me up was Raman. His toe tapping. <laughs> at least last night you'd pat Nevin there, digging him out a hole. But he seems to have developed a speech impediment as well. Nevin, I don't know what his game is. Can't he pronounce I his just, 
W's or something? When you say that, just can you not pronounce W's? I don't know, he's, he's picked up some daft speech impediment. It sounds like Elmer Fudd. When, he, when you say Pat, I just think of the uh, the um, uh, Jonathan Watson when you've got Cosgrove. So then, oh. Pat! <laughs> what did you think of that, <laughs> Pat? Oh, it's, it's so easy to rip. I remember when, uh, was it Lee McLeod used to read out the scores and he used to stare at you. Un- oh, unblinking. Some eyes. <laughs> just stare. And it was like a demon headmaster or something. And it was like, I didn't want to look. It's quite scary. Aye. No, who was it? Was it Liam McLeod? I can't know. It wasn't. It was, uh, what'd you call him? It wasn't it Liam McLeod? What am I talking about? It was, uh, the Chukta. What's his name? He tweets a bit now. Oh, he does. He does still does sports scene that sometimes, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He, he, there was one week where he done a wee uh, pitch side <laughs> questioning with a fan. It was a young fan, can't remember exactly. Anyway, back to Twitter. What else happened? Uh, Calamantle was away asking people to come see Twilight with him. That's Hibs goalkeepers for you. Uh, All right, okay. Nick- Nicholas Devlin claims that uh, without a doubt, Frosties are the best ce- are the best cereal. Aye, they're great. Oh, I knew someone was saying that. I was just opening it up for someone to say that. <laughs> like a bit of special K myself. Good. Oh, are you watching your figure? <laughs> it's just, just, it's tasty. Oh, um, I had a couple more. The Motherwell players were all chuffed, tweeting away. Jamie Murphy, great, great to get a big win today. Delighted for everyone involved at MFC. Thanks to all the fans who made the trip. Now for a win at home. Well, hopefully not. Tom Hately, that's what we've been waiting for. Been coming for a while. Hashtag buzzing. Hashtag winning. Winning. A bit of a. Uh... And Adam Cummings saying thanks for all the messages. Made up to score my first senior goal to get three points and. I don't know if Killian Sheridan was uh, maybe missing his manager over the on Sunday or something because he said what I'd give for some Irish sausage. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he did put plural at the end. Maybe that's how he celebrates scoring. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but aye, I don't know else <laughs> you had to lower the tone, Larry. It's better. It's funnier if you lower it. <laughs> Tone's no fun when it's when it's high up. <laughs> you always higher the tone. I raise the tone. It'll be better. But I know that's all. There's there's no too much to swear. I've been in a half about it recently, so that's all you're getting. Ever beat you, ever beat you. That's all, folks. Hello, I'm Derek Ray, and you're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Right, no, I, I did like it this time. There was no David Priest, so yeah, I liked that. Right, you want to move on to the predictions Aye. For, for the weekend? Because uh, the first game up on Saturday is uh, lunchtime kickoff, 12.45, and it's on Sky Sports 4, and it's Motherwell against Hearts. Mm. The podcast grudge match. <laughs> I see, I don't get involved in these grudge matches anymore. I feel left out. We forget your team even exists, though. There's no East Sterling fans or Elgin That's the big match on a Sunday, isn't it? Is it Elgin? Elgin. Elgin has a chance to leapfrog at the top. It's at Elgin. Aye. Oh, we need to get an Elgin fan on, if they've got any. I, no, I don't think they do. I think these teams don't really have fans. I'm sure I'm sure Greg would have a, a wee dig at Elgin somehow. Oh, aye. I've been to Elgin a few times, aye. Oh, dear me. <laughs> Presley's from up there, so it must be. <laughs> I, I don't think Greg's welcome anywhere, really. <laughs> he just slags everywhere off. It's just... Back... Right, what was it? Back, to, back to the game predictions. Right, Motherwell against Hearts. I'm going to go for a home win because Hearts, they're rubbish. 2-0 to Motherwell. 4-0 Motherwell. 
Higdon hat trick. Higdon. That's it. <laughs> Remember to keep those clips and put them uh, at the end of next week's podcast as well. I mean, give you one the royal pumping. I've, I'm not going to be overly optimistic and uh, I'm not going to give any bravado. Uh, we're, we're not that good, but we're, we're not going to concede four goals. Come on. You said this the last time and we were a post-width away for 4 now. I'll put this clip in, right? We're not going to concede four. <laughs> Wait, no chance Hearts are conceding four goals to Motherwell. <laughs> there it is. I'll put it in if we do. I'll take 3-1 at the moment. Um, one apiece. Confidence. Oh, we're going concede- all out there. We're not going to concede many. See, I'm putting myself in it here. We're not going to get humped. I'll, I'll go for 1-1. One, one. Big super... Super captain, Captain Marvel's Al Yukis will get the goal. He'll get, he'll get us back off the canvas with a, a bullet header. Just get hmm. us a point. So I want one apiece. Right, then the next game up I've got is Celtic against Inverness. And, well, they're playing in Europe on Tuesday, but I still think Celtic will win this. But I think it's going to be a wee bit tight. 1-0. Uh, see, see, Inverness were absolutely... As much as Marvel played well, Yesterday, Inverness were awful, but they've, they've been playing well this season. They've they've, they have. they've proved they can do it in spells, and I just wonder whether this might be a wee repeat of Celtic's European headaches. Um, I'm going to say nothing each. Oof. I think I always go with two 0 after Celtic. Two <laughs> 0 Celtic. I just don't think they'll be brilliant, but I just I don't I don't think Celtic will slip up again. <laughs> Put all these clips in afterwards when everything goes wrong. Right, two 0 Celtic. So, 2-0 Celtic. The next game up is Hibs against Aberdeen, which should be a good one. Hibs oh, are on a... That's 0-0 now. I'm putting it 0-0 now you've said that. Hibs have won the last three home games. Definitely not. That's, that's a good run. And I think that's just a blip against Dundee. I just can't see that continuing. So I think it's going to be a, a home win. I think that it's going to be 2-1. Uh, aye, Hibs to bounce back. 2 nothing. I'll go 0-0 now. I've said it. Dull. A pole band. But you've bigged it up, so it's going to be rubbish. Nil-nil. Aye. But now we're doing well. That's not on the TV. That's a, that's a bigger game than the, the two diddies at lunchtime. Steady. Where you go, these, these pretenders. You know, have a, have a couple of good games and I think they're going to win the league. Where, where have they been the past 10 years? Eh? <laughs> right, the next game up is Kilmarnock against St. Johnson. And I think it's going to be a home win. Yeah. 1-0. <clears throat> <nil. clears throat> um... I I I go with you one 0 I agree with you one 0 I go same deficit but two uh, one bit more entertainment and then we've got Ross County against Dundee United and Ross County are rubbish they're they're rubbish they're they're all right at home but in general they're rubbish so they're going to lose one two three now United I think I've John Daly on the on the score sheet a couple of times again. Yep, see nothing. Scatcho's got to get a goal soon, as you know. He's, he's playing out his skin. If only he could get his fitness sorted. Maybe it's drinking too many pints with the Hearts fans. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> I, he was only serving pints. He wasn't drinking any. I don't think. Uh, uh, he should be focusing on United anyway. Are we helping I, out Hearts? I, I did, hope he did that in his own time. I did like how uh, at Easter Road it was sort of ended up being sort of Scatchel versus Hibbs. It was just like scoring, was, yeah. hitting the bar, and then you see at one point he just he's uh, going head to head with the Hibs players, and another two Hibs players come squared up. But there's no Dundee United players anywhere near him involved. It's just him. And then at the end of the game, he's pointing the five-one. All the Dundee United players are just 
getting down the tunnel, but he's, he's got to have his moment. What a legend. I miss him. Um, what were we talking about? Dundee United. Uh, 3-1 United. Schedule hat-trick. Right, yeah, we're going to build this next game up as a six-pointer. St Mirren against Dundee. If you want. I just don't know how we'll make, it won't make me any more excited about it, but you can right. if you want. I think I'm going to say that they're both going to lose. Ah, I don't know how I can put that down on a scoreline, though. So I'm going to go for 2-2 because they're both going to leak goals. Uh, what game is this? What game are we talking about? St Mirren, Dundee. <laughs> oh, St Mirren, Dundee. Gee whiz. Uh, I've got to go with Dundee again. Take their tails away up. Might edge it 2-1. Aye, St Mirren are pretty dire after seeing him last week I mean don't really offer any well, how long when's McGowan back by the way is he a... I don't know I thought it was pretty serious nah, I mean it's... I can't I couldn't remember what the time scale was just that no. interesting um, I don't know tough one I reckon I'm going to go one apiece one all which would be quite a good result for I think maybe a reasonable result for Dundee even though it's a team just above them I've just seen something there that says three months he was out, and that was the start of October. That's not, maybe not too bad for them in the end. But, so maybe next month, later next month or something. Yeah. Right, that's us predicted uh, the SPL. And before I forget, I want to say that I hope that Celtic do well on Tuesday. I'm not going to say that I hope that they win, because I'm not going to go that far, but I, I hope that they do well. And if uh, anything other than a, a loss is brilliant... They're three points ahead of Benfica right now, if I remember correctly. I think they're four points ahead of Spartak. So aye, a draw could be just what they need. But who knows what Lennon's going to be going out after the Barcelona games. Maybe might get too cocky. It's a tricky one. I think a draw would be <clears throat> would be a good result, especially with... Um, I should remind myself, what's the point situation on the table again? Cause if, uh, I just explained it's, I think it's Barca on 9 Celtic 7 Benfica 4 Spartak 3 Sorry I was obviously not paying attention I, think. I was trying to look for it myself um, I, Yeah it's just off the top of my head So I might not be right I think It's hard to tell how it'll go These champions I think it'll be tight I don't think it'll be a lot of goals in it From what I saw oh, It's going to be a 4-3 now But uh, <laughs> I don't know It's It's hard to tell I mean I saw Benfica I've seen a couple of their games And they've I don't think they look they look that impressive, but Celtic again are a bit up and down. I mean, it's almost like I mean, on the subject of Celtic, it's if they hadn't beaten Aberdeen, that would have been the the first time they went four SPL games that a win in twelve years, I think. And someone say it was it's their worst start to league season in fourteen years or something. I wouldn't be surprised, but um, I think the Champions uh, League has sort of maybe masked Celtic's uh, performances in the league for Lennon. But aye, so Celtic seven, yeah, Benfica four. I think a draw would be a fantastic result for Celtic. That would keep them, I mean, barring, as long as Barcelona don't I mean, well, I suppose you say as long as Barca don't lose, but if Barca lose, then Celtic could potentially close the gap in them. But I think a draw would be massive, massive for Celtic, and then to have that game, that last game at home. At the end of the day, even if they got third place, they'd be happy with that. Obviously, th- the, the dream would be to progress in the Champions League, and that's still I think very much on. start. But I think Celtic will be pretty good if pretty good if they got third now. You know, after you know they've beaten Barca. You know, if if they beat Barca in that group, they've won away in Russia. I mean, what would you say? I mean, the two sort of hardest games in that group would be well, three of them would be one of the games with the games against Barca and the trip to Moscow. And they've you know they've got six points from those yeah. three games, 
which I think is pretty impressive. If they get a draw, I would put my, I'd put my money on Celtic going through. But it's, it's obviously Benfica are no mugs, you know. There's no, you don't really get any, you don't get any easy games as such in the Champions League. So, uh, the guy at ITV Football, remember, he tweeted. Um, I say he could have been a she, but uh, they, they tweeted the, the the group and said buy Celtic when it was announced. Yeah, they they got a lot of stick that for was, it. Aye. That was a stupid thing to say. Yeah, well, it's it's even more stupid what, now. Apparently, what about Kluge? You got a big game for the Kluge. Well, <laughs> what, what, why are you mentioning them? Because they're a big team. You're not getting why I'd why I'd mention Kluge. Why I'd want no no. No. You, know, you know who you know who their manager is, do you know? Oh right, right. Okay. The legend, the hero, Luigi. A, le- a legend. Paolo Sergio is at home. Oh, you're still rattling on about this guy, are you? <laughs> oh, if it's not Rudy Scatchel or the Scottish Cup, it's this bully. <laughs> <laughs> this backward. Change your record. What to? Uh, maybe change it to a bit. Oh, uh, I know what record we could change. No, I'm not joking. Change it to whatever you like, boys. <laughs> I. I don't think I'll be watching that. I may watch a Celtic game. As I say, I, I hope Chris has a good time. Aye. Aye. Have a good, have a good holly bags in, in Lisbon. Aye, and come back and do the SPL review next week. Aye, get back in this podcast next week. I'm sick of it again. One five one. That's the only reason I'm on. <laughs> That's the only reason he's on. Unless if we win 4-0 on Saturday, <laughs> you might find us a special guest appearance. Coming up next Monday night, boy. Michael Higdon. <laughs> Going to hire a marching band to come down to Musselburgh. <laughs> like the, you see Curb Your Enthusiasm when they did that to annoy That's the right, game. Yep. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I like that. You coming through to the game on Saturday? You coming through to Motherwell? That place. Backward. Bampots. <laughs> <laughs> he did the last time. He came through the last time, but he bottled it to me up, McCraig. <laughs> oh, aye. He, he got a better offer. Stood he knows that you're a casual. That's right. I was ready to show him the sights and I uh, got a phone call in the morning. I ah, can't make it, mate. I'm going with my real pals, mate. All that sort of stuff. No, it was because I thought that... I didn't know that... I just I presumed we were going to a pub in Motherwell that they'd be all near each other. I didn't know there was anywhere. <laughs> how many how many pals were that scared they went drinking in Wisher? Miles away from Motherwell. Yeah, I'm sure he's seen the picture of you outside the pub with all your Motherwell friends. A, a Pringle one. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen that one now. <laughs> Been salutes or something, something along those lines. Uh, get Danny Dyer around. You could have done a documentary. <laughs> right. Well, thanks for coming on. Anytime. Again, and thanks by for anytime, listening. Anytime, I mean, no, really, anytime. Anytime Motherwell won by four goals. <laughs> Aye. Well, here I found out that we've got a listener. Someday, nope. uh, I can't remember Ever. where they come from, but they joined the forum and mentioned it's because of the podcast. That's one. So there you are. <laughs> That's one. Good thing. Pick, thing. pick a bet next week then. And Jape mentioned that he listens while he goes to sleep. So I said that that's okay as long as he's not listening while he's on the job because that'd just freak me out. <laughs> just not worth thinking about. Right. On that note. <laughs> on that note, I'll leave that with you. Right. <laughs> right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. The one listener. I didn't even listen last week. God, it's terrible. Right. Bye. Bye.